I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. the white witch podcast with me carly hope you are all well witches i'm absolutely buzzing to be back so on today's episode we are talking all about aphrodite but to kick things off i'm doing it again today bringing a book on the show that isn't fully witchy but absolutely has witchy elements to it This book couldn't be better tied in with Aphrodite if it tried. It's called Romancing the Ordinary and it's written by Sarah Van Brefnick. This is a real classic book and I've had it for a few years now, but it's so dear to me, I've even kept it in my witch's toolbox, so my self-care box that I can reach for when I need to feel like all is right with the world. It's a book that works through the whole year and is all about how you can romance the mundane, so making the small things in life truly magical. The writing style of Sarah Van Brefnick is just beautiful. It's pretty much a book that she wrote following her own Dark Night of the Soul, where she experienced a head injury that left her bedridden for months and partially disabled for a year and a half. So as a result, she lost a lot of her senses, including like sounds and scents, like smells, even her own sense of identity. She wasn't even sure if she would recover. This book is just all about your senses. This is a book to read if you are going through the dark night of the soul. It's great for like recovery if you become newly single or you're just feeling out of sorts. It's all about romancing yourself and your life. There is an absolute ton of kitchen witchery in this book. If you work with Aphrodite, I feel like this is a book that would and could become your absolute handbook. If you struggle with self-worth or self-love or cultivating a relationship with yourself, perhaps being comfortable with your own company, understanding what brings you joy, or you just find yourself in a rut, this book will light up the corners of your heart and soul. And I say this as this book is what I read in serious recovery within my own dark night of a soul. My whole routine of recovery comprised pretty much part of it having a long, long bath in the evening, purely lit by candles and reading this book. It's witchy, but it doesn't scream out witch. She does refer to God in it, but I feel she's like, she makes a lot of reference to spirituality. You know, there is information seats in there in relation to some of the sabbats and the seasons but it's entirely original and simply a way of making your life more exciting with what you already have so perfect for now when many of us are stuck at home this really could put the magic back in your life so i do just want to point out this is quite an old book 
She does make reference to God in there, but it's deeply spiritual. Not that there's any issue with that whatsoever. But like I say, it's not a pure witchcraft book at all. There's so much in here, though. It's really nourishing. So much so, like I say, it's made its way into my witch's toolbox. And I tend now to use it more for bibliography. So I'll let the book open on a page that is something I need to hear for that day. I'm going to read you a section called A Spirituality of the Senses. Nothing can cure the soul but the senses, just as nothing can cure the senses but the soul. Oscar Wilde. Ancient spiritual traditions, from the Egyptian to the Celtic, have recognised the sacredness of sensuality and have honoured the senses as spiritual messengers. To be sensual or sensuous is to be in the presence of your own soul. The Irish poet and scholar John O'Donoghue reminds us in his glorious exploration of Celtic spiritual wisdom and Ankara. Your senses link you intimately with the divine within you and around you. While this spiritual truth should trigger a sense of exaltation, unfortunately for many women, it's the complete opposite. That's because we intellectually associate our senses with pleasure, which in turn is immediately associated with shame and guilt. No wonder, from the moment your little hand got slapped as you reached for another biscuit, gratifying your pleasure has been something nice and good little girls don't do. Listen, a lifetime pattern of self and soul denial isn't going to be erased overnight. But a good place for us to start is with a frank little chat between us babes about the birds and the bees. And I'm not referring to sex. We'll muse about sex another day. Today I want you to ponder the real sensual pleasures of the birds and the bees. Can you distinguish between the song of the starling, the wren and the robin? It's hard because the starling amuses herself in winter by imitating the other birds' songs. Do you know that the little song thrush spends January whispering and that her full music comes only when she feels the pleasure of spring in the air? Or that the hedge thrush finds the perfect spot for her nest by singing? If she experiences pleasure in the sound of her own song in a particular spot, that's where she'll lay her eggs. How many different types of honey have you ever tasted? You say you don't like honey. That's what I thought until I discovered that several hundred types of honeys are available. The flavour of honey comes from the nectar the all-female worker bees collect as they flirt and flit among the blossoms. Oddly enough, your front lawn clover isn't the first choice for these ladies. What flavour sounds too good to be true? There's lavender, wild thyme, heather, Turkish pine and orange blossom honey awaiting your sampling. So this afternoon, along with your tea and toast, go ahead and just do it. Slaver a little sensory pleasure on your dry crust of habits. And if the ancient punitive sounds of one hand slapping haunts you, try tuning it out just long enough to hear heaven's applause. For if spirit endowed the birds and bees with sensual joys, can you imagine what's waiting for you? I love that. I feel it's just about enjoying the little things. I don't love honey, I'll probably swap it for jam, but you catch my drift. It's just really embracing the small, simple things in life. And again, that ties into mindfulness. But if you work with Aphrodite, uh, if you're just on a discovery of self, I feel like this book is wonderful. And 
yeah, I am a true fan. So see what you think. But anyway, join me after the break when we talk all about Aphrodite. Welcome back. So let's talk all about Aphrodite. Aphrodite has never been a deity who has come up on my radar, purely because I've always worked with Hecate and the Morrigan, who in a sense I see at the complete opposite side of the spectrum to Aphrodite in relation to what they represent. The Morrigan and Hecate often get boxed off as dark goddesses, same as many others do. However, it's important to recognise that there is so much good that comes with both, and they can help you with many different positive aspects of your life. It's just that they highlight the shadow too, and as a result seem to only be considered dark goddesses. Last year I called upon Hecate and the Morrigan for some help with some of my biggest goals that I am keen to still have within my life. I feel like for every other area of my life, both Hecate and the Morrigan have swiftly helped me bring things to fruition, yet this is the one area of my work that still hasn't come to life. Ironically, in the time of starting the research for this episode, to where I find myself now three weeks later, some of the things I've been working on calling in have already started to come to fruition. It is so strange, and they are things that I've wanted to happen for a number of years. I almost wondered if they put me onto Aphrodite to show me that perhaps I needed to familiarise myself with her, as there are truly some things I need to bring my attention to, not just self-love, but how I go about loving others. It's funny because around the time of laying out my intentions for 2021, I found myself obsessed with a certain aesthetic, and this involved pink, white, different images of the sea, more mermaid-like and pink, lots and lots of pink. I even had pink hair briefly. I just became obsessed with ethereal looking pinks and whites. It made its way onto my altar. This is really strange for me because I'm very much like in like tune with, you know, the kind of, I always wear black. I'm very much in tune with like the dark goddess aesthetic. Not that it's about an aesthetic, but I always love that more kind of dark look. I also had some money for Christmas. I bought a ton of pink and white crystals. I bought kunzite, more rose quartz, which has always been one of my favourite crystals. Angel aura quartz and rose angel aura quartz. Next thing, Aphrodite's popping up in my feed more and more. When I was crafting my podcast schedule last year, this was the second topic, topic I felt called to do. I can't explain it, but she really made herself known to me. So I recently came across a post that explains some things you might find when a deity is trying to send you messages. And this can be deities that you're already working with. It could also be ones that are trying to make themselves known to you. Not sure if I resound with all of them, but see what you think. So you might experience a gut feeling that they have sent you regarding something. Perhaps shivers down your back, seeing a flash or an image in your mind, Hearing a positive voice with a brief message. Smelling something. That sounds very open-ended, but maybe something linked to a feeling, a memory, emotion, or just a scent you might associate with them. An earth angel directly delivering information to you. You find yourself giving advice to another person and realise that is the advice you need to hear. Yes, absolutely, that happens a lot. 
deja vu and a series of unmistakable repetitive symbols or signs. So coming back to hearing a positive voice with a brief message, before I started the podcast, I kept getting a message in my head all the time, like as if I was hearing voices that I needed to read my witchcraft books. All it said to me was, read your witchcraft books, read your witchcraft books. For a period of months, all I did was read my books I already had, reread them, bought tons more, and then I started doing the podcast. So there's always something in that. But yes, these are all ways that you may find that deities that are new to you or you're already working with might call upon you. This year, I had a powerful dream where the name Lakshmi came up in my dream, which is just beyond random. Sorry, I say this year, I mean last year. Because she isn't a goddess who would come up on my radar within the witchy world. I had a look into who she was. And at that time, I learned a lot from her in regards to where I was at in terms of finances and abundance. So again, you may have messages that come up in dreams too. You may even have songs that come up in dreams or repetitive songs that are just played out in your mind. It is really worth looking into the lyrics, analysing them. You may also receive messages in that route too. But, so here we go without further ado, let's talk all about the wonderful Aphrodite. So Aphrodite is a Greek goddess and one of the 12 Greek Olympians. One of the most well-known and overall she represents love, beauty, sexuality and procreation. She is well known for being the most beautiful of all the goddesses and is said to be the personification of the beauty and creative power inherent in nature. She is also known for her affairs and lovers, especially with the god of war, Ares. She is also said to have a lack of shame for her sexuality and she freely embraced it. Yes, say it louder for the witches at the back. I am here for this. Two stories in Greek mythology tell of her birth. The first says that she appeared out of the sea foam created when the severed genitals of the Greek sky god Uranus, don't laugh, were thrown into the sea. Aphrodite is said to have risen out of the foam in adult form, floating on a scallop shell. And the second states that she was the daughter of the Titanus Dion. Aphrodite was so beautiful and alluring that many gods and mere mortals fell in love with her. So to end the fighting, Zeus married her off to the god of fire and metalworking, Hephaestus, the ugliest of all the gods. She wasn't pleased about the marriage and as a result took many lovers. Amongst them was Ares, the god of war, Hermes, the messenger god, Poseidon, the god of the sea, and the mortal Adonis. She had many children with her various lovers, and they were Eros, Hermaphroditus, Aeneas, and Rhode. In total, she is said to have had between 14 to 20 children. And if you are trying to conceive, or maybe want a child and are searching for the right partner, you may want to work with her to ask her to help you with fertility or finding the right partner themselves. This might mean making space in your life for your new partner or for the baby. Aphrodite, like the other Olympic gods, had special powers which were control over the forces of love and sexual desire. She was the mistress of seduction and able to make people instantly fall in love with her. She could even cause 
inviting couples to fall in love again. One of the ways she cast her love spell over others was through her magic girdle. This was her other method aside from showing people her body. Whenever Aphrodite wore the magic girdle, anyone who saw her would fall in love with her. And she is said, though, to have also lent the magic girdle to other goddesses, such as Hera. Eris the goddess tossed a golden apple that had written on it the fairest amongst the goddesses Hera, Athena and Aphrodite. They began to argue over who was entitled to the apple and Zeus put it to Paris, the prince of Troy, to decide who was indeed the fairest of them all and deserved the apple. The goddesses all offered Paris a gift to influence him. Hera offered ultimate power over his enemies. Athena offered infinite wisdom. Aphrodite offered him the most beautiful mortal in the world, Helen, the Spartan queen. So Paris chose Aphrodite as fairest of them all. She went on to use her special powers to ensure Helen fell in love with Paris. She had to leave her husband, Spartan king, Menelord and she eloped to the Trojan palace. This is the event that is said to have started the Trojan War. Aphrodite is often depicted with a mirror, myrtle wreath, rose, dove, a sparrow and an apple. She's sometimes shown riding a goose or a swan and early images of her show her wearing robes and an embroidered girdle. Aphrodite, so she was not dependent on a man for her sense of wealth or her pleasure. She identifies what she wants and goes out and gets it. She enjoys all aspects of love, intimacy, sexual desire and pleasure. So by invoking her, you may find that she helps to improve your romantic relationships through helping you to love yourself more deeply. She is great to work with, to see your own beauty, feel more confident within yourself and honour your divine feminine energy. So through working with her and having a healthy sense of self-esteem, you may find yourself less likely to choose or remain in toxic relationships. Through self-love, we can set better boundaries and also balance. She can also help you understand more on what you want from your intimate relationships. Aphrodite did not wait and see if lovers would meet her needs. She made sure of it. So if you do struggle with self-love, it really might be time to bring Aphrodite into your life. Through practicing decadent self-care, it can be like our first step in cultivating self-love. And I don't want to make this episode really fluffy like it's not going to be because me personally I don't ever want to hear that like I want some kind of bones to back this stuff up so bear with me this episode isn't just about me telling you to go and have a bath with a pink rose bath bomb so stick with it okay so taking efforts and time to look after ourselves demonstrates we value our health and well-being on a physical, mental, emotional and spiritual level. So think the witch's hat from our last episode. All of this raises our vibrational frequency and makes us more magnetic and radiant, but also more powerful within our craft too. 
some different ways that you can invite Aphrodite in all that loving self energy into your life are as follows but again you know don't expect all fluffy baths and massages thrown into the mix are some scientific ways you can ramp up your confidence and overall well-being overall well-being even Discipline is one of the best forms of self-love and self-love as a lifestyle assures that you will always honour your highest good. Sometimes we all know what we need to do, but we ignore the nudge. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Be it to leave a job, a bad relationship, giving up something like alcohol or cake, incessant scrolling or junk food. By activating our inner Aphrodite, we can understand that our sensual nature is the fuel to our soul's fire. Sensuality is not to be mistaken with sexuality and while sex is a beautiful and sensual act, there are many other aspects to living a sensual life. Sensuality is a pleasure and pleasure comes in many forms. So once you begin to activate Aphrodite, she can assist you in living a more pleasurable life. She can even serve as a muse for creative projects such as writing a book, painting, writing poetry, even starting a business. Come to her with that which you wish to create and she may assist you. So here are some of the ways you can connect to that loving energy for yourself. So after all that, we are starting off with a suggestion that you might want to take a sacred bath. You could make it Aphrodite-esque by placing rose quartz around the bathtub or even in it. You could add some rose petals or rose-scented oils, bubble bath or bath bombs and if they make the water pink even better so like dim the lights have your bath by low light or candlelight as you bathe take a moment to feel into the water so really taking your body whilst you're here in the bath it is likely that your brain witch will start pointing out things she thinks are wrong with you and this is when you allow Aphrodite to step in If you look at paintings of Aphrodite, she was curvy and supple with smaller breasts. 
So Aphrodite owned her beauty. She did and does not allow anyone to make her feel less than. She is a deity that knows and lives in her worth. So recognise your body for what she is, like a living, breathing miracle that houses your soul. It is our very own sacred temple. So this can get quite emotional. Like I remember recently I sat in the bath and literally the thoughts came up along the lines of something I've seen written somewhere. Like how would it feel if you just tried loving me instead? And I felt sorry for my body. Like I felt mean for all the crap I was always saying about her, be it out loud or in my brain and how I don't always look after her. So had a little bit of a cry thinking on that because although I am a curvy girl, I actually do love my body in many ways. So you might just want some time to wash away like any shame or pain that you hold within your body. So allow yourself to cry, but know that you are there with the support of Aphrodite. So once you have finished up, of course, I'm going to suggest a fancy lotion, slaver it all over, try to think loving thoughts about your body. But I have got an oil that you might want to have a go at making that is said to help you connect with Aphrodite and harness her energy. So you want to use quite a bit of olive oil as your carrier oil as much as you feel need be. But you want to add lavender essential oil, 13 to 16 drops, sweet orange essential oil, 3 to 5 drops, almond extract, 1 teaspoon, vanilla extract, half a tablespoon. So combine all those together and as you apply, you might want to speak some affirmations. I know you might feel quite silly doing this, but see how it resonates with you. So I found this mantra that you might wish to use relevant to Aphrodite. I awaken Aphrodite. I embrace my divine beauty. I love myself. No matter how silly this sounds, like just give it a whirl or try any mantras that feel right to you. So once you're done, you might want to take yourself to your altar or a space where you can be alone. This is a nice little ritual that you might wish to try to introduce yourself to Aphrodite. So you will need a red candle. White is fine if you're stuck, but red signifies love and passion. Your book of shadows or a journal and a pen. You might want to play some relaxing meditation music whilst you carry out this ritual. So light your candle with clear intentions. I have an invocation you might wish to use. You might want to create your own, but here is one that you may wish to try. Thou art the sun, thou art the stars, thou art the sky, O mighty Aphrodite. Great goddess of love, thou art the moon, thou art the day, Thou art the night, thou art beauty, thou art the sacred oak, thou art the running stream, thou art the burning flame, thou art the peaceful wind, thou art a rose, thou art a flower, thou art the earth, thou art beauty, thou art passion, thou art love. I am but your humble servant. I am but your loving child. I am but your passionate lover. Fill me with your power. 
You may wish to change some of the wording on that invocation. I appreciate not everybody likes the word servant in there when it comes to working with the dirty, but a good guideline nonetheless. So allow yourself to feel her energy and allow time for any messages to come through. Spend some time here, like don't rush the process. If you believe and if you call, she should appear to you in some way. You might even find that she comes through to you following this ritual or in the form of messages, same as I experienced. So following on from meeting with her, jot down anything that came through for you in your journal or book of shadows, any symbolism you might have seen or messages that came up. When you're ready, you might want to write yourself a bit of a love letter, which can be really hard. If you find some resistance to doing this, it might be something that you need the most. So this is similar to that we did on the Witch's Toolbox episode. So tell yourself all the things that you love about yourself, all the things that make you proud to be you. And if you are ready, all the things that you forgive yourself for. At the end, you might want to invite Aphrodite into your life. So ask her for whatever it is that you need in this moment, right here and now embody her for you are her and she is you another way that really helps us connect with our bodies is sleeping naked so (laughs) I love doing this the fact that no one wanted to hear but it helps me just feel really whole like it really has helped me connect to my body but it is also said to improve your happiness and your quality of sleep so your sleep like can decline in quality during like as part of your circadian rhythm so as you sleep more deeply so wearing pajamas and so on can disrupt this natural drop in temperature and as a result it disrupts your body's sleep cycle so disruption in the natural decline of body temperature is also directly linked to insomnia. So if you can't cool down, it will impact your sleep quality. You can also air out your your girly bits or manly bits. Terminology here is quality. And it's said to be really good for that. So for us ladies, our girly bits are said to have a climate similar to a tropical rainforest. And it can be a breeding ground for bacteria or yeast. Aren't you so glad that we brought this to the podcast? So by ditching the clothes, our bits get to area. (laughs) Our bits get to area and keeps us healthy. I'm going to grow up one day, but... Who knew you could learn this on a witchcraft podcast? So yeah, it's really good for your body. And I can testify that by, like just by sleeping naked, you are said to feel more sexy, more connected with your body. And you also feel more comfortable with being naked, naked, naked and letting it all hang out. And of course, like when we are more confident, we appear more beautiful anyway, It's also apparently helpful for reducing fats around your belly and even lowering your cholesterol. So our body calls at night, increasing your growth hormones whilst simultaneously decreasing our cortisol levels, which result in healthy sleep patterns. So a perfect night of sleep is comprised of two cycles. The first has your body recuperating with lower cortisol levels and the second sees your body working to increase these levels in preparation for the next day so that you might have energy for when you wake. 
So if your sleep is interrupted, say for your pajamas getting all screwed up in bed or something similar, your body will naturally produce more cortisol than usual and the excess is known to catalyze your appetite. Lastly, if you sleep naked, according to doctors, you are more likely to have more sex. Sleeping naked encourages sex and sexier relationships, which is said to lead to happier relationships. And you're more likely to engage in sex too as a result of being naked. So more intimacy leads to increased better relations, especially when the hormone oxytocin is introduced to the situation. So oxytocin reduces stress levels, lowers your risk of depression and leads to a load of other unrelated health benefits, including wait for it, reducing intestinal inflammation amongst other random benefits. Like who knew? So hopefully this podcast episode helps improve your sex life, your skin, your confidence and reduces your intestinal inflammation. So coming back to our ritual and slavering on some beautiful lotion following our ritual bath Our skin literally sings when we apply lotion and our skin is the biggest organ of our body. It's also one of the most complicated. So our skin holds everything in but plays an important role as an airtight, watertight and flexible barrier between the outside world and the highly regulated systems within our body. It helps with temperature regulation, immune defense, vitamin production and sensation. So we should love and look after it. The skin is unique in many ways, but no other organ demands so much attention and concern in both states of disease and health. Of course, there is a huge focus on skincare with much concern over glowing, clearer, healthier, younger and fresher skin from many of us. And this focus can, of course, lead to issues with our mental health and self-esteem. So if we can look after it best we can, it really can also help us on the self-love front. I also recommend researching how much water you should be drinking according to your weight, as this is an absolute game changer for energy levels, cognitive function and your brain, like not just going with two litres, actually work it out according to your actual weight. So you might want to spend more time by the sea or a body of water to connect with Aphrodite or if that's not possible, spend some time relaxing, listening to ocean sounds on YouTube to help you relax. You might want to visualize yourself meeting with Aphrodite, bring this into your meditation and allow a mental conversation to take place between you both. This is so powerful and something that I have done in different ways to converse with Hecate and the Morrigan. So if you don't have a bath, if you are more of a shower person, you might want to allow in the shower the water to pour over you and your skin and ask the goddess to help you wash away all of the negative feelings you've been having about your body or yourself. And this could even become more of a daily ritual Sometimes our negative thoughts build up like dirt and this can act as a daily release. This is one of my favourite parts of some of the work that I did with Aphrodite. So I created a love, like an 
Aphrodite playlist. I actually called it Aphrodite. And this is something I did with songs that I found loving or sexy. And it's the most random playlist ever with songs by Lana Del Rey, Kate Bush, Kali Uchi, Tash Sotana, The Weeknd, Drake, Jodeci, Labyrinth, Doja Cat, Sade, D'Angelo, Erica Badu. I was like a 90s R&B girl with some Nirvana chucked in there. But wow, like Aphrodite connected me to music that was like, I was all up in my confident feels with this, honestly. So when I think of Aphrodite, I literally get full Kate Bush, Sade, Lana Del Rey feels. You can find me on Spotify under the White Witch Company and the playlist is called Aphrodite. But like I say, it's the most random playlist ever. Babushka by Kate Bush makes me feel like an absolute like wild boss witch. Um, how I feel about her is how most witches feel about Stevie Nicks. Also, Sweetest Taboo by Sade has to be another, for me, like ultimate Aphrodite song. D'Angelo Brown Sugar has to be like the most syrupy, sexy music ever. But anyway, you might want to create your own playlist and you will make your own song associations. Like mine, none of them need make sense, especially like specifically to Aphrodite. You must just like, you might just feel like a sexy boss witch when you listen to them and it like invokes that energy for you. So you might want to have a go at putting together your own home retreat day or half day or just a few hours, as much time as you can provide. And this is dedicating a whole day to yourself where you set yourself out a timetable almost as if you were at a spa. So perhaps you might want to construct your day of meditation, having a goddess type bath, reading, journaling, working on some shadow work, perhaps carrying out some spell work or researching an area or part of your craft that you haven't had time to. You might want to eat all your favourite foods. You might want to finish it off by watching your favourite movie. A whole day dedicated to you and your joys and passions. So you might want to take yourself out on a date, which might be reserved for when we can actually leave the house after lockdown. I love taking myself out for a coffee, taking my book with me or doing some writing. I also like to buy myself flowers. I like other people buying them for me even more, but needs must. So in terms of your altar, some things that you might want to add to connect you with Aphrodite could be perhaps using more rose quartz, adding sea salt or pink Himalayan salt to your altar to connect to the sea seashells, pearls, seawater, which is of course great for spell work, sand, love letters, love letters to yourself, love letters from others, love letters that you have prepared to send to somebody, poetry, perhaps roses, so maybe pink, red or white ones, rose oil or rose water, anything that might depict doves, swans, scallops and perhaps a looking glass like a mirror. I have added to my altar for Aphrodite, a pearl style bracelet, a looking glass from my grandma, tons of rose quartz and angel aura quartz, but other crystals that you can incorporate can be carnelian, red jasper, smoky quartz and garnet that are all linked to her. You might wanna add some white feathers as well. I've put on mine some angel wings because of course they are made up of some white feathers. So 
So that's all I have to give you on Aphrodite for today. I must admit, we're coming to the end of this episode. I can already feel like the urge for me to get on Pinterest and start having a look at some like dark crone type images and some, you know, deep and dark witchy things. And I'm also concocting what I can bring to the podcast that takes us back down more of a kind of darker witchy line. But I must say, for everything I've learned about Aphrodite, as much as I feel like she isn't a deity that would perhaps be right for me to work with, there is so much that I have learned within looking into her. And there's many lessons, things that I want to incorporate into my life as a result of learning more about her. Again, she is a goddess to be revered, to be respected and honoured and, you know, Again, like I know that I won't work with her, but there is so much that I have learned. So I just want to say thank you so much for all of the podcast reviews. There's been like a huge bout of more come through recently and I'm really bloody grateful. So thank you. If you do feel the call to leave me a review, please do. I'd be ever so grateful because it means that more people can find the show. I am on Facebook at the White Witch Company. We have the Literary Witches Coven on there, which is our monthly monthly book club. And this month we are reading Hedge Witch, which is an amazing book. Like it's literally got me all in my witchy feels. So you can come over and join us there. I have recently made a new offering, the Green Witches Coven, which is great for aspiring, established hedge witches, green witches. So please do come over and join us. Catch me on Instagram at The White Witch Company. I will be back soon, but thank you so much for listening. Lots of witchy love.